Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Today we're going to be talking about creatine. What is it? Is it necessary? What are its uses and all of that useful information? But first, a thank you to our sponsor, Shape. Shape are building a 3D body scanning scale. And for more information, you can head to shapescale.com. It's pretty awesome, so definitely check it out. Also, very exciting news. We are now on Amazon Echo as well. So you can just say, Alexa, play health and fitness fact of the day by 20 Minute Fitness to listen to all of these short episodes. So creatine, let's first start off by saying that no supplement is really a necessity, hence the name supplement, meaning it's supplementary to a balanced, healthy lifestyle and diet. But creatine is one of the world's most tested supplements really and has received great safety profiles. So creatine is a substance that's naturally found in muscle cells and it helps your muscles produce more energy during your lifting sessions. And if we look at it chemically, it's a nitrogenous organic acid that, as I mentioned before, it helps supply energy to cells throughout the body and it shares many similarities with amino acids and your body can produce it from the amino acids glycine and arginine. So you have around 95% of the body's creatine stored in the muscles in the form of phosphocreatine and the other five percent is found in your brain and your kidneys and your liver so a person needs between one to three grams really of creatine a day and around half of this comes from your diet and the rest is synthesized by the body so where you're getting your your one to three grams from your diet is from a lot of red meat and fish for example one pound of of raw beef or salmon provides around one to two grams of creatine. According to the International Society of Sports Nutrition, larger athletes though who are training quite intensely might need to consume between five to 10 grams of creatine a day to maintain their stores. And this might be why you're thinking about taking creatine as a supplement. You're not thinking you're getting enough, you're training quite intensively, and so you need to supplement creatine into your diet. And as a supplement, you can find creatine in a number of different forms, the most popular of which I'd say are creatine monohydrate and creatine HCL. So creatine monohydrate is probably the most extensively studied form of creatine for use in nutritional supplements. And in terms of muscle uptake, it's got a high ability to increase high intensity exercise capacity. And it's called creatine monohydrate because it's made by binding creatine, the organic acid, with one molecule of water, hence mono one and then hydrate water. Creatine HCL, on the other hand, is made by attaching a hydrochloride group to creatine to enhance its stability. And creatine HCL works well because adding the hydrochloride group to the creatine molecule lowers the pH of the creatine, making it more acidic. And this makes it a lot more soluble in fluids, so it dissolves better in fluids. And you'll notice this when you actually mix HCL in water. It mixes almost instantly with no sedimentation that sort of drops to the bottom of the glass. And obviously no one likes sediment in there when they're, when they're doing I mean, I'm sure you've seen it from some of the protein shakes you've had before. When you've got lumpy clusters in your protein shake, it is not nice. So creatine HCL mixes in far better than creatine monohydrate. There's lots of mixed evidence about which is king, really, between creatine monohydrate and creatine HCL. The main issues with creatine monohydrate are to do with its solubility in fluids and its absorption by the body. There's been some research that's reported that less than 3% of the original amount of creatine monohydrate is transported across the 
intestinal cells within 90 minutes. And not only is this an issue because it limits the uptake of creatine by the intestines and then by the muscles, but it can also lead to stomach upset because the creatine is sitting in the intestines and drawing water into them. But with creatine monohydrate being so extensively studied, there are numerous studies that say with just five to 10 grams a day, there's lots of evidence that it's increasing power output, muscle endurance, and muscle size, partly obviously by bringing water into the muscles through time, although it has been found to also help with actual hypertrophy. And just having said that, actually, it makes me think that this could be a good episode for another time. If you'd like to have more information on creatine and whether it does or why it does actually draw excess water into the body, I think it might be quite interesting to look into this and see what's actually causing this. So let me know if this would be of interest and get in touch with us or write us in a review if you'd like to find out more about creatine and why it draws water into the body. Just already round this up, you know it's been extensively studied creatine and there are, there are loads of studies out there to confirm its positive impact on muscle growth and I wanted to leave you with one such study. So a 14-week study in older adults confirmed that supervised heavy resistance training can safely increase muscle strength and functional capacity in older adults. And the addition of creatine monohydrate supplementation to the exercise stimulus enhanced the increase in total and fat-free mass and gains in several indices of isometric muscle strength. So there is tons of research out there about the benefits of creatine. Let me know if you want to have some more information on it and we can do another episode or one of these short value-packed episodes on creatine and just explore it in more depth as well. So I hope you enjoyed and I hope you found that really interesting and we'll see you very soon.